Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole, and you are listening to Pray the Word. And we are a podcast. We've been around since about uh, January 1st, 2020. And we've been praying the Word of God into our local church in our region, believing that when we do, um, we are partnering with God through Holy Spirit to call out the purposes and plans that He has for us. And it's really, it always amazes me that, that God wants to invite us to join him in what he wants to do and has somehow beholden himself to our prayers to activate those things that he wants to do. I don't understand it. I'm just so thankful that he has called us to intercede. Um, it's been fun to begin to see fruit. Um, we're in you know, it's 10 months out since we started praying and there are some things that we're seeing that are, I believe, direct results of prayer. So how awesome. And and thank you for um, praying with us. I believe that when we pray together, um, there's more strength and power in that when two or more are gathered. And I would love to hear if you are in a region um, different from us and uh, and you've been praying, just shoot us an email or I think whatever... Um, podcast audio that you listen through a podcast app you can find a way to email us and and let us know like what are you seeing what are you seeing um and and what changes are happening in your region how are you seeing fruit of how we're praying together it would be super encouraging just to start gathering some of those stories together um it's been awesome for me just to see um, some things. So thank you for joining us. Uh, we are in Hebrews. Again, we're in Hebrews and we are in chapter five. And this week we're in to um, a part of the scripture where the author, no one knows who the author really, who the author of Hebrews is, but um, the author is exhorting us to move on to maturity. Um, so there's a lot of exhortation here um, that we're going to pray through for the body of Christ. We're actually going to backtrack a few verses just for the sake of context. So we're going to pray through verses 11 through 14, but backtrack a few just for the sake of context. So thanks again for joining us. Holy Spirit, I just, I invite you to illuminate what you want us to know and pray into. Thank you that you have invited us to partner with you. Thank you for the changes that we are seeing as a result of prayer. Thank you that prayer is like seed that is sown and it's good seed. We pray all of our prayers, Lord, would find good soil um, in our local bodies and in the region, the church that meets in our regions, Jesus. We want to see your purposes and plans come to fruition, Jesus. Um, Thank you for prompting us to pray together. Thank you for helping this one find this podcast where we can, I just agree with them and the things on their heart that they want to see God do in their region. Um, That has always been a part of uh, heaven's agenda that you have chosen that one for such a time as this to pray and to be one of the ushers of your purposes and plans into the region. How awesome is that, God? I I thank you. I thank you the same for me that um, we get to. We don't have to pray. We get to pray and be a part of your solution for such a time as this. So, Father, thank you. So I'm going to start in Hebrews, um, starting at verse 7. 
uh, chapter 5, verse 7. During Christ's days on earth, he pleaded with God, praying with passion and with tearful agony that God would spare him from death. And because of his perfect devotion, his prayer was answered and he was delivered. But even though he was a wonderful son, he learned to listen and obey through all his sufferings. And after being proven perfect in this way, he has now become the source of eternal salvation to all those who listen to him and obey. For God has designated him as the king priest who is over the priestly order of Melchizedek. And we have much to say about this topic, although it is difficult to explain because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. For you should already be professors, instructing others by now, but instead you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles, how Jesus is the fulfillment of the oracles. You're like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters and they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. Jesus, you're saying in your word through the author that it's hard for us in general as people to understand because the the gospel really of exactly what what it is that Jesus has done and who we are in Christ and why that means something it's been difficult for us to perceive heavenly matters and we have not yet been fully trained to experience and emerge with understanding the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. God, I just, I just have a burden to pray for us as the body of Christ, Lord Jesus, in America. I know that there are some out there, Jesus, that this would not be true of who have been wholeheartedly following you and who have... Um, consistently tried over and over to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that is so easily entangled, who have pressed on towards maturity and who have pondered things in their hearts so that, and who have hidden the word in their hearts so that they would not sin against you, Jesus. There are those who have, but Father, in general, the American church in the West, because we have not, um, we've not had to prove ourselves Jesus. We have not had to stand up for our faith. We have not been persecuted for being believers. We have grown sluggish. It's just true. As, as a general rule, corporately, um, we don't know what it's like to be persecuted for our faith. We don't know what it's like to have to whisper when we worship you. We don't know we, what it's like to not have access to Bibles and to have to rely only on you, Holy Spirit, and the Bible if we are lucky enough to have one, we, we don't know what it's like. 
But Jesus, this is a season, I believe, where you are continuing to shake the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, and you are creating a hunger in us to know what we know, or you are providing a way out for people that really don't want to know. There are people, Lord, that are leaving the church by droves because they finally have permission to do so um, and not have to go along with the norm of attending church on a Sunday. Jesus, there are those of us that are left that you want us to grow up into maturity. And so Jesus, come. You are the teacher. Come teach and more in that, more than that, Lord, pull us into relationship with you that is fervent and on fire. Help us to begin to put feet to what we think we know about you, God. Help us to see your gospel in action and be just so overwhelmed with seeing it in action, Jesus. Help us to um, have enough hungry people in our sphere of influence who don't yet know Jesus that we are pressed to understand better how to explain it in simple terms, who you are and what you have done for us. Jesus, it seems to say in this scripture, we should, all of us should already be professors instructing others about who you are. So I call out to the one who is listening. Know the gospel. Be ready to give a defense for the reason you believe. More than that, more than defense, be ready to lovingly explain your encounter with Jesus this morning. Are you having an encounter with Jesus this morning? Have you had it yet? Have you had an encounter with Jesus? Maybe it's at night when you're, you're alone with him. What are you learning? How are you seeing him fulfill his word to you? How are you seeing him fulfill his word and his promises from scripture in these days? I call out to you, if you don't know how to answer that, I would just even say stop this podcast right now and just ask Jesus for an experiential encounter with him through his word as you interact with his word that he would give you revelation and insight into his word and then you would be compelled to walk it out and act upon what he has shown you because those things that he has revealed to you through his word as you are still before him and his presence comes He empowers you to walk out. The revelation that he gives you, he empowers you to walk out. And as you walk it out, you will find him. (laughs) Because he will lead you into some scary places, for sure. Places where you have to be bold and courageous. And he will come through and you will be thrilled. And joy comes. But you have to be still. You have to interact with him in his word. And it has to be you and him. You have to get a word from Jesus. It can't be the word that you heard your pastor say. It can't be the word that you heard your Bible study teacher say. Those are well and good, but that's knowledge. You want to know that you know that you know that you heard from the Father yourself through his spirit. And he spoke to you. And that is what empowers you and emboldens you to go live out the gospel by faith in front of others. And to teach what you have been learning um, in accordance with his word and good doctrine. But you need to have that experience. So, Father, I pray in Jesus' name for all of us 
to be still before you and to say, I will not leave you until you bless me. I will not leave you until I hear from heaven. I will not leave you until I know that I know that I know that I've heard your voice. God, I pray for this one today, that this one would grow up into maturity and able to instruct others well, that they understand the basics of your prophetic oracles, that they are ready to digest solid food, that they are pierced by the revelation of righteousness, that they are mature and their spiritual senses really do perceive heavenly matters and that they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced and they emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful, that they are able to discern even though evil many times looks beautiful, that they would be able to discern what is true and what is not what is good and what is not. And sometimes, Lord, what is not good is off by one degree. But if you follow that one degree far enough from, from the control of, of from, not the control, the, um, the line, the plumb line of what is good, if it's off by one degree, eventually it'll be off completely. So, Father, come to this one. Help them. Help me, Jesus. Help us grow into maturity as the body of Christ, as you move us from individual, independent thinking into a corporateness, Jesus. And as you continue to want to release to us things that are corporate more than individual, Jesus, come, teach us corporately, empower us corporately, give us experiential knowledge of you corporately so that we know that we know that we know. And what we are inviting other people into is a love relationship know that we're loved by the Father and we just want others to experience that love and we're anchored by your word we're anchored by the sure foundation of what you've said your promises we're anchored by the fact that Jesus our big brother died for us sacrificially and continues to intercede for us his blood speaks a better word oh God corporately teach us to be dependent upon your word and to act upon it to act upon it. God, thank you for your word today. Thank you for scripture. Thank you for um, the solid ground that we stand on. Thank you for hunger. Thank you for thirst. I pray for the one if they are not connected to a local body, Jesus, that you would um, even today highlight a church that they can attend. Um, not just to go to church, be to, to be connected to the body, connected to the body. Jesus, connect them. I pray for this and I just thank you Jesus, for all you've done and who you are. In your name we pray. Amen.